A New York City point guard will give up his girl and his chain before he give up his dribble. We revolutionized this game with our influence. New York City playground basketball blew up on a global scale. What we're seeing was cultural resilience. It's New York City at its finest. This summer, Paramount Plus presents the great reality escape. Let's do it. With new series. It's time to celebrate! If you get thrown in, you gotta win. And new seasons to escape to. You just became my target. I have never seen such savages. <laughs> with attitudes. Give me a damn pizza! Competitions. Survivor's ready! And guilty pleasures you don't have to feel guilty about. <laughs> escape your everyday reality with our reality every day. This is big. Paramount Plus. Stream now. It's the last stand, and here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport, and joining us today is the former super lightweight champion of the world. He's now one of the top contenders at 140 pounds. He's known as the Rougarou, Regis Progray. Regis, welcome back to the last stand. What's up? How you doing? Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, it's good to see you, man. And listen, I see now that you're fighting uh, Jose Zapata for that vacant WBC super lightweight title. Uh, one of those titles that Josh Taylor uh, vacated and gave up. You know, I was looking at Zapata, some film of him and, and his record. You know, he's won five straight uh, since he suffered his loss three years ago. What do you think about Zapata as a fighter? And how do you see this fight playing out in the ring? I see him as a very good fighter. You know, actually one of the top guys at 140, I think, because he's um, left-handed, he's dangerous, he's very dangerous, he has sneaky power, and um, he has a lot of experience. I think Zapata has over like 35 fights or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. And mm -hmm. I know he's going to come and bring his A-game. And, you know, another thing about that is that if people don't know, me and Zapata share one of the same trainers, right? So Julian Chua, he trains both of us. You know, he's gonna step down from both sides. He's not gonna he's not gonna train either one of us. And um, you know, Julian is a, is a very good trainer. So you know, I know Zapata. You know, he's gonna have you know a lot of good moves in there from the previous fights that he learned from Julian. So, um, and and one thing Julian told me. He told me and Zapata the same thing, right? He said, "Look, don't overlook this guy because I'm not gonna lie, Brian. One of my one of my biggest, I think, flaws in boxing, maybe it's a flaw, maybe it's not, is my mental, my mental capacity, my mental, um, just my mentality towards boxing, and I really think I can smash anybody. Like I have supreme confidence in myself. Like I mean, I have super supreme. Confidence. If you tell me I'm gonna fight somebody, it's like it's no way they can beat me all the time. And he said, look, like, you know, don't never, don't overlook Zapata because he's, you know, and he told Zapata anything about me. He's like, don't overlook him. He's a beast. And, you know, so me, I'm glad he told me that, you know, I'm not, I, of course, I don't overlook him, but I still, for me, I still have supreme confidence in myself. Um, you can't tell me nobody can beat me. That's just how, I, that's, that's what I was raised as. That's, that's what's in me already. And I, I feel like I can whoop anybody they put in front of me. And so when you and Zapata get in the ring, how do you see this fight playing out? Um, of course, I think I'll win, you know, um, but I mean, me and him both have, you know, knockout power, both of us. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, we have some of the highest knockout percentages in the division, right? So it's, I mean, it, I think it's definitely 
definitely be a fun fight, but I just, I really think I'm just more superior. Maybe that's a mental flaw I have. Maybe it's a, a mental advantage I have, but it's something that I just think that I'm more superior. That's just how I feel. You know, uh, Regis, you've won three straight since you suffered your first and, and only loss uh, to Josh Taylor. And, of course, that was when you lost your title. What would it mean to you, Regis, to be a world champion again? I mean, first off, bro, it means everything, you know, because, listen, like, when I, before I lost the title, I was number one in the world. I was a world champion. And like everybody was, I was like hot thing, right? Everybody was on my tail, stuff like that. And then it's like in boxing, when you lose, you just go to the pits of hell, right? You just go, you just drop down to the pits of hell. And so for me, I had to like this whole time. And, and, and since then, I went three and over three knockouts. And so since then, I've been just climbing and climbing and climbing my way back out. You know, like it's just little bit, little by little, I've been clawing my way out of hell again. And so now I'm back. I'm, I'm close. I'm close to out the pit. But, you know, I have to win the title to be out the pit again. You know, and that's that's kind of how I feel. You know, like what made me think of that is um, it's a it's a movie, right? Back, the Dark Knight in Batman, in Batman, right? The Dark Knight, if you saw that movie with Christian Bale, yes. and you know, that the where Bane came from, it was like that that little pit, right? And nobody can get out there. And that's kind of how I feel. That's kind of a metaphor for how I feel about it in boxing. Like you just, you kind of just, when you, you, you at the top and they just drop you, they put you in that pit and you have to climb and climb out in, it's really a metaphor because that climbing is like that whole time. It just made me stronger. Well, you know, I thought it was interesting because I read you said, quote, you've been frustrated because you felt like you've been overlooked and no one had been mentioning your name. Yeah, exactly, bro. Nobody says my name. I mean, I know what I am. I'm high risk, low reward. Nobody wants to fight me. I know. I know what I am. And guess what? Once I, you know, once I win a title again, everybody's going to say my name. Everybody's going to be, oh, I won't fight Reese. I want, I've been one. But nobody said his name at all, right? Nope. No, this whole time, nobody ever said my name. And so, like, I mean, that's how it is in boxing, though. It's like the, it, it, it's so crazy to what that, the, those belts are like, they're, 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 they're more than gold, right? It's just so crazy how important those belts are to boxing. But boxing should be like, let the best people fight the best, right? You don't have, just because you're not, don't, don't, don't have a piece of a belt, that don't mean you shouldn't have a good fight, right? You know, you were quoted as saying that you're going to stay at 140 because of the potential of big fights at this weight. So tell me, when you look at 140, Gary Antoine Russell's there. Uh, Tank Davis has fought at 140. Ryan Garcia now just fought at 140. Tiafimo Lopez fights now at 140. Which one of those fights interests you more? Oh, Javante, Javante, for sure. You know, that's, you know, me and him had some words already, you know, so I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely between me and him. I think, you know, if he if he's going to stay at 140, now you're saying 140, but then Ryan Garcia called him out in Florida and said he got to come to 135. So it's like, you know, what y'all going to do? Is it, is it 140 or is it 135? I don't know, but it, eventually he will come to 140 back again. And, you know, and, and if I'm a world champion, he'll have to say my name. And guess what? We might have to just get it on. And tell me, what is it about Tank that you said, boy, I, I, that's a fight I want? Well, we, me and him went back and forth, you know? We, me, me and him went back and forth online, and it's just like, I don't, like, I don't take too kindly to people talking, you know what I'm saying, talking trash to me, I guess, you know? So I guess that's what it is. It's just like, yeah, like, all right, you feel like, I feel like with Tank, you know, he's super popular. Uh, um, 
he'll make me a superstar. He'll make me super rich. And on top of that, I'll whoop him. I'll definitely, is I'm whooping him for sure. Uh, you grew up with the Charlos. And is there anything about their careers that has surprised you? Not really, bro. I mean, well, honestly, listen, like, so we all came up together in the gym and no, it, it surprised me a lot, to be honest. Like, so we, how we came up, like, we was always overlooked for sure. Like the twin, like when we came up in the gym, it was people way in front of us, you know, and we came up with a, like in Savannah's gym, it was a hotbed full of talent. At the time we came in, Juan Diaz was a, a three-time world champion. You had Raul Marquez. Holyfield was, you know, he was in his last career at the time, his late career. Um, it was Lonnie Laura. Riggin Dial started training there. You had Highland Williams. And you had Omar Henry. These was guys coming up. And I, when all these guys was pro and they was coming, I was still amateur at the time because I went to Olympic trials and stuff like that. And I turned pro in 2012 after Olympic trials. And um, Mel and Maul, they turned pro. I think Mel turned pro when he was like 17. And uh, Maul turned pro a little after that. But nobody would have never guessed that we could do what we did. And it's... Like, it's so crazy to what everybody was so much in front of us. And now we're at the, you know, as far as that gym, we're in the front, especially like Mel. Mel, you know, um, Mel is um, undisputed. That is crazy to me. Like, Mel is undisputed. He has, he literally is the man at 154. He has all the belts. And, you know, Mel was just, oh, look, you know, in the amateurs, we were always overlooked. I definitely was, for sure, because I came late. I came I came from New Orleans when I was 17 or whatever. So I came real late and stuff. But still, all the twins, they was overlooked and stuff. And now they at the head of the league, you know. In Mel and Maul, I talk to them all the time. I don't talk to Mel too much, but I talk to them all the time. And I told them, bro, like, y'all, y'all are historical. Like, y'all are real history. You know, y'all gonna be, people gonna be writing about y'all for a long time. And it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, to, to realize, like, how far they came. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Brian Custer. I want to talk to you about our partner, Athletic Greens. You know, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. And I got to tell you, I absolutely love it. Athletic Greens doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild, has that tropical taste, but I actually look forward to having it every single morning. So what is this stuff? Well, one scoop of delicious Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Listen, it helps support better sleep quality for you, recovery, and it supports mental clarity and alertness is what I love about it. You know, AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. And it's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself and it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, uh, vegan, paleo, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens is for you. And it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing really in your health and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit that you may have. So additionally, for every purchase, Athletic Greens is going to donate to organizations, help to get nutritious foods to kids all across 
the country who are in need, including No Kid Hungry, which is right here in the U.S. By the way, two years ago in 2020, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million to meals to kids. Now, it is the time to reclaim your health, folks. And all you got to do is arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutritional uh, supplement. And listen, once we get into that cold flu season, this is something that you need because just one scoop of water every day with Athletic Greens, and there's no need for the million of different pills or supplements to look out for your health. All you're going to need is Athletic Greens. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens wants to give you free a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash last stand. Again, athleticgreens.com slash last stand. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know, I think last time I saw you, we we were in California, and at that time, it seemed as if you were you were talking to the PBC about joining the PBC. Uh, is that still the case? Where where are you when it comes to Al Heyman, PBC, or is Regis Progray gone doing his own thing? Um, right now, I'm kind of doing my own thing. I'm with Probellum, you know. Um, every time, of course, the the whole that whole side always show me love, but it's just like I don't know what I don't know what happened. Honestly, I I just don't know what happened. Every time I see, I go to the PBC fights, I see everybody and talk to him, and of course Sam Watson, he always tell me, man, you gotta come over here, you gotta come over here. I said, let's talk, let's let's talk. Then what what can happen? Let's talk, and you know, it just I don't know nothing. It just. It, it never really go nowhere, you know, at the same time. So I don't know what happened to it. I don't know what's going on. But um, right now, you know, I'm just I'm my own thing. And it kind of got me in the position I'm in. I'm fighting for a world title again. Yeah, that, that that's great news. And, and now that you're fighting for the title, are, are we now seeing Regis Progre springboard to stardom? I feel like so. I really feel like it. You know, like a lot of people, like, so I was a world champion already. Most people don't even know I was already a world champion. I literally went to the top already. I was a world champion, number one in my division, number one, a world champion. But most people didn't even know that. You know, like people telling me, congratulations, about time. It's like, bro, I was literally a world champion three years ago already, you know. So, um, but now it's a little different. My mindset has changed. And I feel like now I know how to be a world champion. Now I know what to do. Once When I did it before, I'm not honestly it was easy to me I did it and it wasn't hard to be to become a world champion the first time but the second time around it's way harder because I lost the belt and like I said I fell into the pits of hell and so now I've been scratching my way up and it's way for me it's way harder so I think I would cherish it way more the second time around. Uh, Regis, for everybody who comes on the show, we allow people um, to submit questions through social media. We got a number of them for you, so let's get right to them. Uh, the first one comes from Renardo from Twitter. He says, "Are you jumping in that water with the alligators for this camp?" Uh, not for this camp. I, look, I honestly, listen. 
After I get off this interview, that's actually what I'm going to do today. I'm uh, I'm in my fishing clothes. You can't see, but I'm in my fishing clothes. I'm going fishing a little later, right after this. But uh, once I start camp, then all that'll, you know, we're not doing all that no more. But I want to get things clear. Listen, everybody think I wrestle with alligators. I'm not... I'm not that crazy. I don't wrestle with an alligator. I just be in the same water with him. Like, I'm out of swim with him. I'm not doing that type of shit. <laughs> hey, look, you the real-life Crocodile Dundee, man. <laughs> that's the way I see it. <laughs> that's what, that's what, I guess that's what people think about me. It's like, bro, I had an interview yesterday. It was like, man, you be wrestling alligator, alligators and stuff. I'm like, bro, I never wrestled with an alligator, bro. I, 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 caught, I caught some before, and I used to have one, and I swam with them and stuff, but I'm not wrestling with no alligators. <laughs> okay, Steven says, uh, could you see yourself moving up to 147 and winning a belt? in the near future? Uh, no. The only thing that'll, listen, the only thing that'll pull me to 147 is Josh Taylor. That's one thing. That's it. You know, besides that, listen, all I feel like all the big fights gonna be at 140, so I think I'm gonna stay at 140. But Josh Taylor, I just, I definitely want my revenge with him. I want the rematch with him one day, but as far as that, and maybe he can't even get me to go to 147, but if it's a big fight between me and him, then yeah, I go to 147. But for right now, um, I feel like all the big fights, all the big, real big fights for me and the big money fights could be at 140. So I think I'm going to stay at 140. Got it. Uh, this one from VAR from Twitter. Kind of the same, same thing I asked you. He, he asks, out of Tia Fimo, Gary Antoine Russell, Ryan Garcia, and other 135-pounders moving up, who do you want most? I, I think, you know, I, I think it'll be um, Javante Davis. And, and you think, uh, you know, everyone always talks about your power or it, Javante's power, power for power. You you say you and, and Tank are right on par with one another. Yeah, I mean, he's a 35-pounder. You know, now he did come to 140. He fought Byrus. He stopped Barrios, which is, yeah, I guess Byrus is, you know, he's a good fighter or whatever. But, yeah, I think power, we probably the same thing, you know, so I think that'll be a... You know, I think it'll be a good fight. Uh, Clubber Lang from Twitter asks, do you still want the rematch with Josh Taylor even without the belts? So and I guess if either one of you, neither one of you had the belt, would you still do a, a rematch with Josh Taylor? Yeah, for sure. For me, it's the, yeah, like it's fights. I'm not worried about no belts. I'm worried about the fights. I'm not worried about the belts, bro. You know, so yeah, definitely for sure. Listen, <laughs> when somebody tell me I'm fighting, I don't care about none of that stuff. How much I'm getting paid? That's it. If it's, it's for if it's for a belt, fine, right? But for me, all right. Like, how, how much you gonna pay me? I'm pretty sure me and Josh Taylor will make. You know, we'll do some big numbers and stuff like that. And um, maybe overseas, some we'll do some big numbers. So yeah, definitely for sure. I don't need a belt to fight Josh Taylor. Uh, Mac from Twitter says, "I'm looking at your last three fights. Why are you fighting bottom feeders?" That's what they. Who who says my name? Right? Like, I mean, it's not my fault, bro. Like, I listen, I call out the best people. If people know me, I've been calling out people. It's not my fault that they, that's who I fight. Like, I mean, that's it. Like, I, I, I want to fight the best people who, who, what name haven't I said to fight? Like, can you give me a, if somebody can give me a name that I said I haven't, like, I don't want to fight them people. No, I wanted to fight everybody. I've been calling out everybody. But who says my name? Nobody. So I just fight who they put in front of me. That's it. All I can do is fight who they put in front of me. Oh, that easy. Uh, okay. You know, um, I wish it was that easy. You know, but it don't happen like that. Okay, Regis Progray, uh, come to the last segment of this show. We call it The Last Stand. I'm going to just ask you a series of questions, my brother. You give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Canelo Triple G, the trilogy. Who wins it and why? I got Canelo by knockout. Ooh. Why? I got Canelo by knockout. I feel like Triple G is on. Canelo been fighting bigger guys. You know, he been he been chasing greatness, fighting bigger guys. Um, of, although he's coming off a loss, he's going to learn from that just like he did with Floyd. And I think Triple, and triple I mean, age, age-wise, Triple G is just 41 or something like that. I got Canelo by knockout. Uh, top five pound-for-pound pound fighters right now. Who are the, your top five pound-for-pound pound fighters? Um, not in no order, but um, Jamel Charlo. Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, um, the the Japanese, the little Japanese kid, Inoue. I think that's that's his name. In a way, in a way, mm-hmm. in a way, in a way, and um, I'm putting Clarissa Shields on there. Oh, how about that? The quote. I like it. I like it. I like. Yeah, I like. I mean, we got we got to give some respect to women's boxing. Let's put Clarissa on them. I like that. Um, you you mentioned them, and this is my next question. Spence. Crawford looks like it's going to go down in November. Who wins and why? Don't know. Don't know. That's just a fight everybody wants to see, bro. I don't even know who's going to win that fight, man. I, I, I just want to see that fight. Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. At first, I was all Errol. I was like, man, Errol's going to destroy Crawford. I'm going to just tell you, now. Nah, I don't feel like that no more. I'm not saying that Crawford's going to win. But I don't feel like Errol gonna destroy Crawford like I first thought, you know, because Crawford just been, you know, he been smashing everybody, he been whooping everybody, and looking phenomenal. So, listen, I don't know who wins that fight. I don't know, but I just want to see the fight. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you and the, and the rest of the boxing world too. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, you're so New Orleans. Give me the one New Orleans dish that you could eat every day that you can't live without. Um, I'm a seafood person, bro. I'm 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 seafood. I'm a seafood. I'm a big time seafood person. So, um, you know, our culture, you know, we we go all of us get together and you know what we do is seafood, crabs, crawfish, shrimp. Um, you put the corn in there. You put the potatoes. You put the sausages, and we just all get together. And we that's what we do. So I'm a you know I'm big time New Orleans. So that's you know I'm seafood. That's that's all we do. We just do that every time. Every time I go to New Orleans, we probably eat seafood probably either every day or every other day. I uh, love it. I love it. You know, my wife makes that shrimp etouffee, man. I'm I'm like hooked on shrimp etouffee. I mean, gumbo's good, oh, yeah, but I'm a shrimp etouffee guy. Oh yeah, I feel you. you're right. All that, I mean, all that stuff, good, bro. <laughs> I love all of it. But me, I can't. I, I love the seafood, bro. I sit and I, when we have the seafood balls, I sit and I mess with that stuff all day, bro. I, I be at the table so long. I'm like, bro, you still eating? Like, yeah, I like it. That's what I like. I be eating all the claws and stuff like that. You ain't even supposed to eat the claws. I eat the crawfish claws and the crab claws. I eat all that. <laughs> you, bro, you so That's New Orleans. I, I love that verse. You wrestling alligators yeah. and eating claws. Uh, last That's question. Do. do you see, do you see Regis Prograde moving up to 147 in the future? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a it's it's a maybe type of thing. It's it's if somebody can you know really pull me there. Something big can really pull me there. But you know, at, listen. At first, I'm gonna tell y'all this. At first, I thought that I was talking about 147. I thought that I, I have to go to 147 because I thought I couldn't make 140. You know my so my two fights after Josh Taylor fight, I missed the weight two times. And the first excuse was. You know, 
I didn't make the weight in the whole year. And that was my first excuse. But then the second time I missed the weight, I was like, oh. And the, the weight was like 141 or 142, and I still missed that. So it was like, oh, I might need to go to 17. So what I did is, you know, outside of camp, and this is a crazy idea, but I had to invest in myself. I hired a nutritionist. And the nutritionist, he just, um, he got me, like, in two weeks' time, he got me to my weight in two weeks' time. So I was like, all right. And then, you know, my last fight, you know, I was in the full camp. So my last fight, I made, like, 138.9 or something like that. 138.8, 138.9, something like that. So I know for sure now I can I can really make 140, and I don't have to struggle no more, you know, because I did hire a nutritionist. So, um, like I said, the first thing, it was I thought that I have to – I have to go to 140 because I couldn't make 140. Now I know I could make 140. And then the big thing I'm 140. So I think I'm going to stay there for a long time unless something really pulls me to go to 147. Well, listen, you, you know I'm a big Regis Prograde fan. Uh, fan. I can't wait uh, to see your fight and certainly pulling for you to become a world champion and have that strap around your waist uh, because you certainly deserve it. And, and boxing is, is always better when Regis Prograde is a world champion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, two time, baby. It sounds good, you know. Sound real good. Two time world champion. That's what we do here on the last day, and we bring you the biggest names in the sport, like Regis Pro Gray. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week. A New York City point guard will give up his girl and his chain before he give up his dribble. We revolutionized this game with our influence. New York City playground basketball blew up on a global scale. What we were seeing was cultural resilience. It's New York City at its finest. This summer, Paramount Plus presents the great reality escape. Let's do it. With new series. It's time to shut up, Brad! If you get thrown in, you gotta win and new seasons to escape to. You just became my target. I have never seen such savages. <laughs> With attitudes. Give me a damn pizza. Competitions. Survivor's ready. And guilty pleasures you don't have to feel guilty about. <laughs> escape your everyday reality with our reality every day. This is big. Paramount Plus. Stream now.